you're listening to the Ideal Life Club podcast, episode 45. Welcome to the Ideal Life Club podcast, where it's all about fast-tracking your ideal life. Join your host, life coach, and author of The Happiness Habits Transformation, Michelle Reeves, for inspiration and practical tips to finally claim success on your terms with clarity, confidence, and the courage to unleash your passion on the world. Hey there, Michelle here, and welcome back to the Ideal Life Club podcast. Okay, so if you're a regular listener, you will know that one of my goals for this podcast is to share the real life stories of women who have overcome challenges to live their ideal life or who help others to do just that. My aim with these interviews is to inspire you to find your passion, step out into your power, set yourself in sight and goals, and know you have the strength inside you to overcome the challenges and start living your ideal life. Today, I'm actually sharing the microphone with a good friend of mine. We worked together back in the day when I was working in the city, although we worked for different companies, and I am so excited to have her on the show today because her journey from then to now is super inspiring. But before we get started, today's episode is sponsored by my free mini course, Overcome Overwhelm, to help you ditch overwhelm and get back on top fast. There is nothing worse than the sickening feeling of having too much to do and not knowing where to start. So when I identified the key triggers that kickstart that feeling and how to overcome them, I knew I had to create a free mini course to help you stop overwhelming its tracks and get back on top fast. In this mini course, you will learn the key steps to take when overwhelm hits so it doesn't stop you from taming your to-do list and smashing your goals how to identify your overwhelm triggers, the number one thing you must do first when you feel overwhelmed and what happens next, the key actions you need to take to keep overwhelm at bay, and four things to help you stay on top of your oh-so-busy business life. I walk you through each video module step-by-step with easy access on your desktop, laptop, tablet or phone, and there are even downloadable workbooks you can use to consolidate your learning and create a personal toolkit that you can use the next time overwhelm hits. To sign up for instant access to all the videos and workbooks, head over to michellereevescoaching.com forward slash overwhelm. And as always, I'll add the link into the show notes. Okay, back to today's show. Josie Buck is the founder of The Mindful Cook, which brings together Josie's love for food and cooking with her expertise in eating psychology and applied nutrition to help other women nurture a better relationship with food. Through her online courses, retreats and coaching, Josie is empowering others to leave behind yo-yo diets and fatty trends with the knowledge they need to make the right food choices for their body's needs. I don't know about you, but I've really struggled in the past with knowing what to eat, counteract things like indigestion and food tolerances. There is so much information out there and it can be pretty confusing, right? But Josie is great at laying everything out so simply, which I just love. In our interview, you'll hear how we met for sure, but also how losing a dear friend became a catalyst for Josie to make a huge shift in her life and work, the courageous step that led her to finally find her passion and purpose and how that translated into launching her dream business. 
and you're going to want to have a notebook ready because Josie shares some top nutrition tips straight from her online program, Healthy Mind, Healthy Body, including what most people need more of and what we should definitely avoid. I really hope you enjoy this episode and as always you'll find all the links for connecting with Josie in the show notes at michellereevescoaching.com forward slash listen. So today super excited I'm always excited when I'm interviewing inspiring ladies as you all know but today I have a very very special guest I have known this lady for a long time we go way back but I am particularly interested in chatting about her what she's going to be doing in the next 40 minutes or so which is dropping some huge value bombs with us Josie Buck welcome to the show hello Michelle old friend Yes, and I also just want to drop into the conversation a huge congratulations because you are getting married next year. I am indeed, yeah. He popped the question about uh, a month ago, which was a total shocker. Um, so yeah, fantastic. And we're actually going to do it next year. So it's a good job I've got to put in event planning uh, <laughs> because it is, you know, nose to the grindstone on that. But thank you. Yeah, it's rather fab news. Super, super exciting but let's just wind back for a moment. And Josie, tell us how you got started as an entrepreneur. Uh, let's just say my, you know, my career now is quite different to what it was many moons ago. So my father was in publishing. Um, and I guess because of that, I always had a bit of a fascination with the media um, and um, kind of pursued that path. So I did um, a degree in broadcasting. Um, and I then kind of quite soon after moved down to London, started a job at Sky TV, um, you know, and had some fantastic experiences, went from Sky to Channel 4, loved it, loved the glitz and glamour of it all, and at that age, obviously, you know, all the kind of experiences of that hospitality and all those bits and bobs were wonderful, and I had a great time, Um, but I guess the truth is I'm a country girl at heart, and I met... um, this young man uh, down in London, we're both from the West Country, and kind of after about five years, we went, you know what, let's use, he was in radio, and let's grab your opportunity to go into local radio, get out of London, and um, and move back, you know, into a more rural environment. Um, and with that, we ended up in East Anglia. I'm now actually in Suffolk, but I originally moved up to Norfolk. Um, and I kind of got up to Norfolk, He was in a career. I was kind of just ditched my wonderful, (laughs) fabulous career in TV. And I must admit, I did climb the walls a little bit. Um, But not so long after, I kind of fell into a career in marketing. So um, there's a lot of financial services in East Anglia. So I kind of went into with, you know, TV on my CV. I kind of plopped myself a nice job in a big financial services institution they put me through my training in marketing and you know it all just kind of it all just kind of happens as it sometimes does but all very great um, because I was earning you know great income from it and so on and so forth and I you know I enjoyed that career for, for many many years but I guess I kind of I started to approach my 40s and um, things just kind of weren't balancing out I began, began to become a little bit disillusioned with it let's say um, and I know, like yourself, I was managing a team of people, so I felt like responsibility to those people to, you know, to have integrity in my work and all that kind of stuff. And I just, I just wasn't feeling it anymore. 
Um, so I guess in a way, you know, AKA your, your podcast, I, I kind of had this feeling that I wasn't living, living my ideal life. Um, so I kind of, I didn't actually know what it was I wanted to be doing. I'd always dreamt about running my own business, but to be honest with you, it wasn't, it just wasn't clear to me at that time, what it was exactly that I wanted to be doing. I'd always loved cooking and, you know, one of my favourite things was having house food people at the weekends, um, all eating and, and kind of being together and that kind of thing. And I was also into health and fitness, but I'm going to admit that I didn't have a clear view on bringing those things together at that point in my life at all. In fact, I kind of started out thinking maybe I'd run a coffee shop or at one point, actually, I almost bought a camper van thinking that I was going to um, travel around the country doing street food, you know. So I was kind of doing, you know, going through the motions with all these different ideas. Um, and I guess the truth is at this point, my relationship had finished that I finished some years ago. I really was very much a career woman. I had kind of gone through you know the ranks in my career and actually I met you during that time didn't I um we did yeah yeah where you were over at um at Lloyd's Testy with a massive big corporate role yourself and that's how we met which is wonderful um but yeah I was kind of you know thinking rethinking things a bit and it kind of eventually dawned on me um, the long and the short of it was that I, I, what I needed to do really was to kind of part company with that um, career um, and, and the whole working 13 hour days, you know, so that I could clear some headspace for myself to actually make some decisions about what it was I wanted to do next. Um, and I've never had children. So um, in that sense, in the whole, you know, 20 years from graduating to the point that I'm kind of at now in this story, I'd never really had the opportunity to take a career break. Um, and at the same time, I'm not going to lie, that also kind of bought me some freedom. You know, it bought me some freedom to think, actually, you know what, I have got, you know, this property and I've got mortgage and all that kind of stuff. But um, ultimately, I don't have some of the commitments, if you like, that a lot of people, all the ties in that respect that a lot of other people had. Um, and I was on the senior management team of a company at that time, and I lost a very, very dear colleague of mine to breast cancer at 48. And I think really that was the catalyst for me to just say, you know what, life's too short. I've, I've got to do something. And whilst I don't necessarily know exactly what that is right now, um, you know, I, I feel like my inner voice is telling me that I need to create the space in my life to make that happen to see to see what that future is um so yeah I, I sold up and you know in the face of all my friends going what are you doing and my father going you've got this great career what are you doing but um yeah so I sold the house essentially and I I handed in my notice at work and <laughs> I went to live in a, a little um artist studio at the bottom of my parents garden that I spent a couple of grand renovating and I just thought I just need to have some headspace and uh, I took about a month where I just caught up with friends that I hadn't been able to see for god knows how long because I was you know commuting backwards and forwards between Norfolk and London and all the rest of it and I just basically took some time out and like the spooky thing is that about a year prior to this when all this stuff was going on in my head I'd, um, I'd taken a break with a girlfriend I'd gone to um, a little retreat in Norfolk called Breathing Space um, anybody's in the area it's definitely worth looking up which is essentially it's like a holistic bed and breakfast for women and I'd done a little bit of a yoga break there 
with a friend of mine and I just remember sitting there thinking gosh this is this is amazing you know this lady was cooking and there are all these women around the table that have just come for a weekend away and that that sense of community when you put a group of women together around the table really resonated with me and the fact that obviously they were kind of nurturing these women in many different ways you can have treatments I did a bit of yoga but also there's someone there feeding them I kind of thought you know gosh this is I was really fascinated by it I was quite enchanted by the whole the whole idea of it and essentially what happened in that month when I took you know when I was in that shed at the bottom of my parents garden is I just thought I'm just going to get in touch with them I'm just going to get in touch with them I don't really need to earn any money right now but I just want to you know I don't care I'll clean the toilets to be honest with you is what I was thinking and I just want to go and be a part of that um so that's what I did I went and knocked on the door and the lady who runs it kind of opened the door it was, it was a weekend in August and it was absolutely frantic it was so busy loads of guests there and there she was kind of sitting on a laptop I walked in and said you know can I can I help out she said well actually can you cook and uh it was like well you know I'd done my health and hygiene certificate whilst I was kind of in my in my break period because I knew it was kind of about food but I didn't know really what it was exactly and so I was like yeah I can cook and literally the next week I was cooking vegetarian masaka for 16 women on a hot August day you know and it it was brilliant it was I just felt so liberated by it I knew that I'd I knew that I'd tapped into something that could potentially be something for me in the future and essentially what happened was I ended up spending two years there. I effectively ended up running the business for her. So I learned loads about how to run a business. But most importantly, the thing that happened was I spent numerous evenings just having conversations with women around the table about their relationship with food, about, you know, how they felt about their bodies, about nutrition, you know, more often than not weight worries you know all of these kind of things and that made me realize that's what I needed to do I needed to bring together this love that I have of food and cooking and use it to help other women to you know nurture a better relationship with food I myself have been around the revolving doors of diet clubs so much in my youth that I really related to that experience. Um, and I just thought that's that's kind of what I've got to do. I think this is what I'm, you know, what the future is for me. Um, so I sought out my diploma in eating psychology because for me, that was it. It was kind of putting our mindset together with, you know, kind of information and knowledge on diet. It was putting those two things together because so very often, particularly as women, you know, we're conditioned to eat in a certain way and, and more very often that's about, you know, it's informed by wanting to look a certain way. And I guess I kind of realised um, that what I wanted to do is educate women to eat and look after themselves and practice lifestyle skills that are going to make them feel a certain way and to be productive in their lives and to perhaps try and let go of some of that conditioning. Um, so essentially that's what I did. So... By October 2017, I had um, completed my diploma in eating psychology um, and I started a study of applied nutrition, which is the application of nutritional science in food. So very, very much related to cooking and ingredients and things like that, which is fantastic. I was doing that with, and I am still doing it actually, with Sano School of Culinary Medicine. So if anybody's interested in that kind of thing, Sano is a great place to learn. And that was it. And I launched the mindful cook in that october 
Oh, I completely love your story, Josie. There's so much uh, that weaves around um, the space and grace that you gave yourself to figure out what was important to you, how brave you were to kind of just knock on the door and say, uh, would you like some help? I'd like to help you. And in return, perhaps I can learn some stuff. Like so many great nuggets there. Guys, if you are listening to this, then just think about how you can apply this in your own journey. Mm. Where can you give yourself the space and grace to figure out what's important to you? If you are unhappy, then you need to make some changes, even if that means starting a side hustle or just taking a little bit of a break so that you can work out what's most important to you. I know how difficult that can be to step out and make a, a big change. So when you launched The Mindful Cook, which I absolutely love, by the way, and you're doing some amazing things with your courses and your one-on-one work that you're doing with women and the group work you're doing with women, I know. But when you sort of launched The Mindful Cook, what were some of the challenges that you had to overcome yourself in terms of like maybe mindset challenges or Mm. was there sort of any of those things that we all have to deal with from time to time, like imposter syndrome or just worrying and wondering whether there was a market for what you were looking for? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, you kind of, you know, I, I kind of got to this point that I followed something pursuing my passion and got to this point. Are you absolutely hundred percent right? Because then you kind of get there and you go, okay, now I've got to really do this, you know. And for me, a massive thing was confidence, huge. Um, and I know this is something that you work with people on a lot, but retraining at 40 and launching a business with absolutely no experience of working, actually working with clients in this area, was incredibly daunting, incredibly daunting. Um, and although I kind of have my own personal experience to reflect on, it's actually, you know, particularly in coaching, which is, where I started so I started off the business running retreats because that was you know very much my comfort zone I was doing it out of the venue that I you know that I just spoke about but then I I very quickly kind of moved into coaching and it's really difficult to claim credibility I think when you haven't got a track record and I think I spoke to you about this actually at that time Mm. And, and absolutely right that whole imposter syndrome feeling it's very very real um and, you know, I actually, I think I also spoke to you about this. I kind of went out and I, I looked up a coach. Um, unfortunately for me, it wasn't the right fit for me. I guess what I did learn from it, though, however, was that I had, you know, I can do this. I can do this. I, I'm going to have a crisis of confidence. I think we've got to learn an awful lot of stuff when we start up on our own. Um, one of those is, you know, to be a little bit more brave about things, but also it's learning how to fail, isn't it? It's actually learning that, you know, sometimes shit happens and that's okay. You know, it's not always got to be perfect. Um, and in fact, we learn by our mistakes and we learn from feeling scared and going into those places where I guess we feel the most vulnerable, you know? So, but that's really hard. There's no, there's no doubt about it. And I think, um, for a lot of people, having somebody like you, um, a credible coach, you know, that can help people on that course is incredibly valuable because you really do. You just need someone to say, do you know what? I've got your back. It's all good. And you just to beef you up a little bit, you know, occasionally. Um, so that was a big thing for me. I also suffered massively from comparisonitis because <laughs> I was constantly particularly when I was first, because I built my own website. I did the whole lot myself from scratch. So in doing all that stuff, I was kind of obviously looking at 
what other people were doing. Having come from a, a career in marketing, I was always taught, you know, look at the competition, see what the competition is doing, which is great. You can get great value from that. But there's also that, oh, look at what everybody else is doing. It's so much better than what I'm doing. And, you know, how could I possibly? And you can get really sucked into that. So it's, it's learning that kind of thing. And I guess now I, I still get that. You know, don't get me wrong. I still do do a bit of that looking out the window occasionally. But I, I think I realise now that, you know, that what I have to offer is unique because it's delivered by me and there's enough people out there in need of support to help, you know, to keep everybody in the industry busy. It's, it's, it's lessons like that, you know? Oh, completely agree with you. And, you know, none of us are immune to those mindset challenges. I've been there. You've been there. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you, that resonates so much with you. And I know for me, you know, comparing myself with other people was a huge thing, you know, when I first started out working, like you say, and particularly when you change careers, which we've both done. Um, And I think, you know, just a little tip I'd throw out there to anyone listening is, you know, you will always compare yourself with other people because that's just human nature. Mm-hmm. That's just what we do. But I think if we can use that comparing to inspire us um, rather than, you know, kicking into self-doubt, yeah. if somebody else out there is doing it, it means you can do it too. So inspire, use it as a way to inspire you to step out of your comfort zone and just go that little bit further. And I love what you said there, Josie, about the fact that if there's other people out there, it means there's a market there. It means mm-hmm. that there, you know, there are people out there that are interested in your topic area. And so there is room for everyone because everyone is different and unique and you're always going to put your own spin on it. So um, love that. And I think that's a really great tip for everyone out there. Um, one of the things I really want to dive into, Josie, because I think this will be so valuable to everyone listening is you have this great ability to combine knowing what it's like to be an entrepreneur and having a corporate background with this, you know, great training you have in nutrition and self-care. So are there any tips that you can share with us? And I would love to kind of, you know, drop some tips in here that people can actually take away today and start making changes in their life. If they feel like their nutrition is perhaps not where it could be, what are some of the tips you have for how people can make sure, you know, that they are kind of optimum on, you know, what's going in their body and how that's serving them. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, part of the program that I teach, um, I've got a, a kind of, if you like, a signature course called the, the Healthy Mind, Healthy Body Program. And it is all about that thing, you know, the, the, the holistic view of health, if you like. And what I find over and over and over again amongst all of my, my clients and students is, you know, when, it, when we're busy, self-care is the ball that tends to get dropped. Because we all think, you know, my work priorities, my family priorities and all that kind of stuff, particularly when we are setting out on our own is far more important than me finding the time to get out on that walk or to you know put some time into planning and preparing some meals for myself the absolute truth is and i know we all know this but it is just worth reminding ourselves that when we drop the ball on that stuff we end up ultimately feeling really compromised we're not you know we're not putting out productivity levels that we should be we start to become you know tired and all of those things so really self-care needs to be we need to be prioritizing that in our lives specifically as entrepreneurs where we're learning every day we're challenging our brains every day so 
in order to absorb all that information and to remain productive, we need to be eating well and we need to be committing ourselves to those lifestyle habits, exactly like your book actually, <laughs> that are going to promote, you know, brain health and vitality. And actually, when I was thinking about this, there's a there is an absolutely fantastic psychologist I follow on Instagram that might be worth you looking up. She's called Kimberly Wilson. I think if anybody wants to look her up, her page is called Food and Psych. And, and, and it's really interesting because she does a great job of putting this brain health and what we're eating and how we're looking after ourselves together very, very well. And she came up with this analogy, you know, she said something like, you know, unless you're feeding your brain with the right nutrients to your diet, then, you know, planting those seeds of new information and new learning is kind of like planting your seeds in an infertile soil. You know, we have to, we have the importance of making sure that we are eating a varied and balanced diet is so, so important to our brain health and our, you know, our general well-being. Um, and really, it's simple, simple stuff. Yeah. So I always kind of say to, to my students, make sure that you are eating a, a kind of a diet that is varied and includes a wide range of vegetables. There are, you know, a massive variety of antioxidant compounds available in all kinds of vegetables. So just get colour and veggies into your diet. Um, you know, fish, nuts, good fats. Good fats are incredibly good for brain health. Mm. If you think about it, our brain is 60% fat. So don't be afraid of fats, you know, basic stuff, but don't be afraid of fats. Your omega-3s, your omega-6 to a certain extent, all those things you're going to get from good nuts, olive oil and stuff like that is really, really good. And when I talk about balance in a meal, I mean making sure that you're getting that combination of protein, complex carbohydrates and as many veggies on your plate and good fats as you as you can the other thing i always say is do find that time to plan your food and this is a big one that all my students always go oh, really because you know because ultimately when we're busy again we're thinking but that means i've got to put time into thinking about food but the, the absolute truth is the time that you invest in planning and um, you know putting a bit of time into simple meal prep saves you so much time in the week and that's the time that you're going to get back when you're really really busy and <clears throat> perhaps you want to work until seven that evening or whatever if you have already done the groundwork on the bits and bobs or you've got in mind what you're going to eat and the stuff in the fridge it's just going to you know give you that time back in in the week so i'm actually just writing a course at the moment it's come out of um, a recent survey that i did with some of my students is actually what they really want help with is just simple food meal planning and prepping give me some guidance on that so and the, the method that i use in this course is actually all you need to do is invest two to four hours a week that's it um, into planning and preparing your food and you know that time you're going to get back you're going to get it back in work time or spending time with the children you know all that kind of stuff the other thing is um managing your blood sugar levels so I'm sure we're all absolutely familiar, aren't we not, with working our way through the afternoon, thinking I've got this deadline, I've got to do this thing. And you get to three o'clock and you have that huge energy slump. You experience that? And oh, it, yes. I get that every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that moment where you're at your desk and you just feel like your brain can't function. You just want to go to sleep. And, and the fact is, that is 
most normally because you're not you know managing your blood sugar levels efficiently so making sure that you're eating little and often so that you're feeling good and that you're not tempted to reach for sugary snacks so another thing about prepping ahead is making sure that you've got healthy snacks on board because everybody needs to snack because when it gets to that time in the afternoon and you are kind of headlong into your work it's really useful to just have something there at your desk to go to that you can just you know that you can grab at so i've actually got a little guide that i wrote to some really healthful um, snacks that you can make quite easily at home so i will i'll give you a copy of that to share um, but i think you know even if you haven't got the time to make your own snacks then Holland Barracks is a great place to get snack, you know, healthy snacks. If you don't have the time to make your own, try kind of brands like Kind, Delicious Yellow's got a few things around at the moment. Just always making sure that you, when you're looking at those kind of things, you're checking the label. And what you're effectively looking for is a snack that's going to add value to your diet. You know, it's going to contribute protein, fiber, whole grains, whatever those things are. Um, so, yeah, in a nutshell, Food planning and prepping is it's a great skill to have and really it doesn't take that much time. Just having some skills under your belt to make sure that you are managing your blood sugar levels, you're avoiding those slumps, you're eating regularly and that you're eating, you know, a, a varied and, and balanced diet. And by that, I mean that you're getting those good fats in, your proteins, your complex carbohydrates. And I always say to my guys, just, just, always add the veggies you know you can always add veg so just add veg wherever you can because it's going to give you some really great micronutrients that are going to complement you know your diet and just make you feel better i will make sure that we 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 pull out some of those tips and put them in the show notes so that people can just grab them off the page i do have a quick question for you if anyone's listening and then not really sure what complex carbohydrates are. Can you just give us the lowdown on what that is and how those carbohydrates are better for us than other carbohydrates? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I always say to my guys, it's a really good skill to get carb smart, okay? Um, because, you know, not all carbs are equal. And I think we've all kind of become quite scared of carbs. But actually, when I say complex carbohydrates, what I refer to specifically are those that contain a, a good amount of dietary fiber. Okay, so that, you know, that's vegetables, green leafy vegetables, that's whole grains, that's things like, you know, I hate to say that word, but quinoa, you know, brown rice, those kind of things. They are the, the carbohydrates that it takes your body basically longer to break down. When you eat those on a plate with other foods, so when you eat those alongside your protein and all those other kind of things, essentially combining that food slows the digestion of carbohydrates through your system and allows for sugars to be released in a nice kind of calm and easy way, if that makes sense. So um, complex carbs, great for the gut, you know, great for your energy levels and great for just kind of dispersing the sugar from the carbohydrates nice and gently for your system so that you're not, you know, getting those kind of highs and lows. It's worth also probably saying simple carbs. I always just say avoid the beige, you know, white bread, white pasta, um, not so much potatoes. Potatoes are good because, you know, there's starch and there's good dietary fiber in potatoes, but just managing pure sugars, refined sugars, all those kind of things, try to avoid them really. Um, but making sure that you are getting the complex carbs, those with the higher dietary fiber into your diet. 
that really explained it so much easier for me. Avoid the beige is my new yeah. mantra. <laughs> it's one of my yeah. colors, unfortunately, but yeah, avoid the beige. And, and I also at the moment, big on for me is to avoid as much processed food as possible. I know yeah. it's tough to do, but you know that the whole processing of foods, it does tend to break down a lot of the nutrients that exist naturally, I believe. So, uh, and I know you've told me about about that and it's important for us to try and eat things you know as as simply as we can you yes. know the way that they come out of the ground um yeah. i love love that so thank you so much for those great tips and josie you are becoming you know such a major influence for so many women and such a role model for women in, in teaching them how to eat more intuitively and and to be more mindful in the way that they choose the things they put in their body but I'd love to know, and I always ask, who are your role models? So who's inspiring you right now? Yeah, yeah, good question, good question. Um, there's kind of two, two elements, I guess. So on the food side of things, I really love the likes of people like Rupi Algela, so Doctor's Kitchen, um, Dale Pinnock, so the medicinal chef. So basically these are the guys that kind of fly in the flag about how important what we eat is, you know, in our ability to feel better about, you know, feel better and reverse disease and attack disease and all those kind of things. These are the kind of people that are out there in the industry, really pushing the message that food is medicine and also getting that message into institutions like the NHS, you know, and um, if you do like a bit of cooking yourself, then I would thoroughly recommend both of those guys, Rupi Algela and Del Pinnock for their recipes, because they're easy and they're just really, really good whole food, nutritious recipes. Um, in terms of kind of mind and thought management, you and I have talked about this person, but I've got a huge amount of respect for Brooke Castillo. She's kind of got a marvellous way of taking principles of behavioural therapy and cognitive psychology and breaking it down and just making it easy. She kind of creates models for people to understand better how their thought processes affect their you know the feelings and their behaviors and the action outcomes that they create for themselves in their lives so um if you you know i'm sure that you kind of you have a, a take on that as well don't you in, in what you coach but she's got a good podcast as well that i quite often listen to if I, and i use that you know both in informing how i deal with my clients but also for myself <laughs> brooke's got a background uh, herself in struggling with uh, weight management right. and also um alcohol dependency so um she teaches a lot about how to overcome some of those issues um on her podcast which is which is again i agree with you a really great podcast and i will put the link to um those three guys that in Instagram accounts um, in the show notes for, for you guys too. So we make sure we grab those. Um, Josie, uh, one of the things that I love to talk about on the show uh, and one of the things that I am totally nerdy about, as you know, is productivity. Yeah. Um, I am all about being productive. And so some of the things that we talk about on the show is habits and the, the kind of habits and, and processes that, that we put in, in, in place, the habits uh -huh. that we have that help to make the most difference to your positivity or your productivity is there anything share that you can share with us that helps you out day to day yeah yeah 100 there is so um for me uh i have to get out in nature <laughs> rain or shine i'm um i've been told that i'm an earth person and that that is very true of me so 
Um, I like, you know, movement and movement for me has to be outside. I think there's something quite wonderful about fresh air, natural light and looking at nature as a, as a way of grounding and energising you. Um, and actually, I, I got my boots on. I've got a, a friend up the road here that now we, we kind of get up and I meet her at half past six, even this morning when it was <laughs> really grey and quite cold here and we stomp. Um, and it, it's a really, really good thing in that. And like, it's that thing that if I don't do it, I feel compromised, you know. Um, things don't quite work out in my head quite as well when I haven't done that. Um, and it would be true, but I, I knew it's kind of predictable that I'm going to say this, but it is true that knowing that I'm feeding my cells, you know, with a, with a variety of nutrients and I'm eating a varied diet and I just, you know, I always end up cooking in the house to be honest with you, just to make sure that we're doing that. <laughs> but I love it. So that's kind of okay. Um, but you know, that's the kind of stuff that's important to me because then I feel like, yeah, I'm giving myself my best opportunity um, to perform well and to, you know, to be productive at my work and things like that. Oh, and I also like a, a little green tea every day. That's my habit. <laughs> A little bit of matcha over here as well. Um, I'm loving your 6am stomp. <laughs> <laughs> it is good for the soul. I've always been a morning person for exercise. Um, just because I think it sets you off to a good start. It's a really good time to just clear your head and, and level yourself ready for the day. And, and now I've, I've found a, a kindred spirit <laughs> up the road. So once a week, met myself and my friend Jules, get our boots on. And it was so muddy this morning, but it was great because I'm kind of not too far away from some fields. I have to get in the car to get to them. But um, yeah, we just get out there. And you know what? If you're just a little bit, you know, stressed or however you're feeling, there's nothing better than looking at the skyline or just being out in fields to, to sort your head out, I think. Completely agree. There's a lovely sense of perspective that you get when you're out with nature or with animals. I yeah. find my ducks don't give two hoots, <laughs> literally, what I have been up to during the day, whether I'm success or failure or whatever. They're just, they just want me to feed them and it just brings you <laughs> back to basics. So yeah, completely agree with you on that. Josie, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show today. Love all the great tips you shared. And as I said, we'll make sure all the show notes are on um, the page for today's episode, which you guys will be able to find at michellereevescoaching.com forward slash listen, as you will, for all the episodes. Um, I know that I've learned so much and everyone else who's listening will have learned something too. If they want to find out more about how to connect with you, Josie, about your courses and about your retreats, how can they do that? Yeah, sure. So um, my website is themindfulcook.co.uk. Um, so just hop along there. And if, you know, I'm, I'm always open to talking people, to people one-to-one. So um, you know, we can pop my email address maybe into the show notes as well. Um, because that's, you know, I've, I've always got time to talk. So that's a good way. I'm also on Facebook and I'm on Instagram and I'm always kind of sharing new recipes and just lifestyle um, advice with a kind of, you know, a bias towards eating psychology and nutrition, obviously, but I'm always, I'm posting quite regularly over there as well. So you can keep in touch with me that way too. Fantastic. And yes, we'll 
put all that in the show notes so everyone can connect with you. And again, I just want to say a huge thank you to you for everything you're doing on The Mindful Cook. You are making it so much easier to understand how well, you know, to, to feed ourselves properly and to make sure that we've got all the nutrition we need to feed our brains, which is just fantastic. Thank you so much again for being on the show today, Josie. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Michelle. It's been an absolute pleasure. So there you have it, my interview with my good friend Josie Buck from The Mindful Cook. I just love how Josie gave herself the space and grace to figure out what was most important to her, something that was clearly a game changer in her life and business. Do leave me a comment or drop me a note on Facebook or Instagram and let me know what your favourite part of this interview was and what resonated most with you. I read all your comments and reply personally, so do get in touch. Okay, that's it from me today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know your time is valuable and I really appreciate you taking the time to join me. I'll be back with another episode next week, but before I go, I would love for you to join us in the Ideal Life Club Facebook community. It's a supportive space I've created on Facebook for ambitious women who want to grow themselves as well as their business. To find out more and join us, head over to michellereevescoaching.com forward slash Ideal Life Club. And finally, if you like this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would comment, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. It really does mean that more amazing women will be able to find the show. And there is a link for you to do that from the show notes page. In the meantime, until next time, be positive, be powerful, be productive and keep fast tracking your ideal life. Bye for now.